Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. This is the show for women who are tired of feeling tired. They're sick of the to-do lists and the constant juggling of balls and spinning of plates, and they are ready to start putting themselves first again. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Best Self Podcast. It's your host Nicola Fullstow, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. If you're a first time listener then welcome, welcome to the show. I hope you get lots out of it and if you're a regular then welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is an absolute honour and privilege to be with you today and I'm going to hop straight in as always and if you are a regular to the show then you probably are getting to know me quite well by now so I don't don't really spend a lot of time mucking around. I like to get straight into my topic. And today I wanted to keep it relatively simple and to talk about ways in which we can guide ourselves towards a happier version of ourselves. Because the reason that most women come to me and the way I work with most women a lot of the time is because they're not feeling as happy as they know they should be. A lot of the time they feel like They've got amazing things happening in their life, amazing partners, amazing children, a great house, a fabulous job, all these things, but they're not feeling happy. And that can be a really tricky thing to get to the bottom of and change if you're feeling overwhelmed with the problem. So I wanted today to keep it relatively simple because I really believe that and I'm saying this as someone who has suffered from serious depression. So whilst I know what it is to be happy, I also know the flip side of that. I also know what it is to be depressed, to feel hopeless, to feel, yeah, that is that, that I think that is the worst feeling, to feel hopeless, to feel like nothing can get better. So having come out of that and done it all through mindset and through developing a better way of speaking to myself and developing a way of being kinder to myself and most importantly developing a way of asking better questions to myself. I found my way out of depression and at times out of challenging situations or you know feelings of that I was in a toxic situation or whatever it may be, by asking myself better questions and therefore promoting a better dialogue with myself, I've got better results in my life that have led me to be happier as a person. So I wanted to share my top 10 questions today to ask your way towards a happier you. Because if you get into the habit of using better quality questions, you will get better quality results. So I wanted to share today with you my top 10 in the hope that this will lead you towards a happier you. As always with a lot of my podcasts, I talk a lot about journaling, about writing things down, about getting out of your head and getting into your heart by extracting the thoughts that are going around and around and around in your brain and getting them out in a linear fashion on paper. There's something about this process, I believe, that is so cathartic, so powerful and provides clarity in a way that just thinking about things can never do. 
And if anybody knows the science behind that, if there is science behind that, please tell me because I'm dying to know. Do you know what? I'm going to research that later. So the concept of obviously getting your thoughts in order is maybe more than just a saying, you know, this writing down this process of getting thoughts out of your head and onto paper can really help you help you to like gain clarity and get a clearer perspective because it's in front of you in black and white. You know, it can help you to therefore make sense of things, make better decisions to put down the steps and the actions that you need to take to get the result you want. So I do feel like writing things down for me is like a map, is like a to-do list, an action list, a map, something that I can keep coming back to for reference when I've lost my way and forget what I, I was meant to be doing again or forgot how I'd gotten to the place where I felt really happy. I keep journals because I go off and go back through them to help me relearn the light bulb moments that I've had, those moments of absolute clarity that have changed my life. I go back and reread them regularly. So my top advice today, before we get started on the questions, which is coming any second, is to get a notepad and paper because you're going to want to write these questions down. And then at some point over the next you know, 24 hours or the days, the weeks, the months, is maybe come back to these questions when you're ready and start writing down the answers. So without further ado, I'm going to get straight into the questions. 10 questions to ask your way to a happier you. Number one. Okay, this is a really simple one. When I am struggling with something and going round and around, feeling stuck and just not progressing on making a decision or doing something or getting clarity, I actually ask myself, what's a better question to ask here? And I know that is a really weird thing to say, but sometimes if we're very focused on the negative aspect of a situation or a pessimistic outlook, it can really help to ask what's a better question to ask myself here. It can also help when you are looking at things through a certain filter and you're getting obsessed about a certain detail. It can help you get back on track in regards to what you want the outcome to be. So simply sometimes it can just be a bit of a lightning bolt to help you to think of things from a different perspective by asking yourself, what's a better question I could ask myself? Sounds simple, right? But it really does jolt you out of your current thinking pattern and this trajectory, gosh, that's a difficult word to say, (laughs) that trajectory that you're on and get you to look at things in a different and often more helpful light. What a better question I could ask myself. Number two, This has been one of the most powerful questions I have used over the last decade. And that is, who do I want to be? Not what do I want to do, not what do I want, not not any of that. Who do I want to be? And the reason this is so powerful is that it helps you make decisions through the lens of your best self. And it is a question that I always use when I'm feeling uncertain and unsure and I'm second guessing myself and I'm overthinking and I'm people pleasing and all the things that you see 
in every other podcast I've recorded. And this question is so powerful because it lines with the core of who you are, your true authentic self, the person who knows what's best for you. And the reason it's so powerful is because I think my belief and why it helps me so much is that I really believe that you aren't necessarily ever going to be remembered for what you do or what you did, the actions that you took, the work that you did, but you absolutely will be remembered for how you make people feel. And that's all down to the person you choose to be, the person you want to become, that better version of yourself. Because that version of yourself leaves people with a long-lasting, fuzzy, warm feeling. So when I'm struggling to figure out what I should do, I forget about the shoulds and what should I do, what should I do, what should I do? And I just forget all that and say, who do I want to be here? Who do I want to be in this situation? What kind of mum do I want to be right now? What kind of wife do I want to show up as? What type of leader do I want to be for my employees and staff? What type of colleague and peer do I want to be? And I find when I ask this question, my brain gets so creative and I have just total clarity on what I need to do. So who do I want to be? Number three, kind of closely related is, is this how I want to spend my time? If you are feeling frustrated or maybe you've not been thinking about anything at all, but you feel drained or just things feel off, is this how I want to spend my time? You would be surprised how quickly sometimes an answer comes back to you. It can be like instant and your inner self will be like, yes or no. And that is usually the right answer. And it might not be as easy to just say, right, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to spend time on this anymore. But at least then you have a guide. You have a voice guiding you on the direction in which you need to go. There may not be an overnight quick fix solution to adjusting how you spend your time, but it's something you can then begin to work on. So it is a really great, great question when, if you're anything like me, you find that a lot of your time is filled. And sometimes you're even wondering how you can find time for the things that feel very important for you in your life. So is this how I want to spend my time? Number four, often, and I do this myself, but I come across so many women and when they are having a problem, a challenge, and like I say, I do this myself, I think that we often look at the worst case. We think, well, what could go wrong? This could go wrong. This could happen. I could be embarrassed. I could be humiliated. I might get no results. I might fail. You know, we look at the worst case scenario. So instead, my question number four is, what could go right? If I do this, what could go right? And again, sometimes the answers are surprising. Sometimes the answers are inspiring, they're motivating because you all of a sudden then stop focusing on all the things you think could go wrong, i.e. your fear, and instead start seeing the possibilities, the opportunities, the joy, the amazing results. And it takes you out of 
a state of paralysis, being in fear and just focusing on everything that could go wrong and moves you and inspires you to a place of action, of wanting to take action in a new direction. So whilst it could be great to weigh up the pros and cons of things, it can be really powerful when you know deep down you want to do something, but you're holding yourself back to ask, if I do this, what could go right? It's like that famous quote, and it's really overused to the point that now I think it has less effect. But I can't remember what the quote is, but I think it's, it might be from Peter Pan. And it's, what if I fall? And the response is, but what if you fly? And that is absolutely an amazing perspective to come at when you're stuck too much in your own head and feeling held back by fear. Number five, this is a bit more of a maybe soul searchy type question, but something again that think I think it relates back to this whole idea of us working on our best selves, working on our best life, you know, and just trying to expand and grow into our potential. And the question is, how do I want to leave the world a little better than I found it? And your world can be your physical body. It can be your home, your family, your community, your work, your passions, or literally the world, the planet. But I think it's such a powerful and inspiring question that can really help you to get in touch with the things that are super important to you, that you think would genuinely make the world a better place? I think that's such an empowering question. And whilst we often feel very small in this world and, you know, feel like we're just a drop in the ocean, I think inside we all know that we do have that power to create change. We do have that power to make an impact. So sometimes I think it's a really great question to just ponder on because I think, yeah, it gives us that sense of, do you know what? I am absolutely capable of creating change. I am absolutely capable of making stuff happen when I put my mind to it. And even if I only make a small change, a tiny change, even if it's only in my own home, there will be a ripple effect. It's like that butterfly effect, isn't it? You know, the flap of a butterfly's wings can, you know, create a tsunami, a tidal wave, because it's this ripple, you know, as you make one small change, then that ripples out and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that there are so many examples in the world, so many people in the world who we can be inspired by and look at and think, yeah, they've been that butterfly. They've inspired change. They've inspired a movement. So I think to ask, how do I want to leave the world a little better than I found it can be such a beautiful question to focus on. Number six, this is one I have got really into over the years. I would say the past probably, I would say like seven years. And that is, what is my body telling me? And I read a book by Louise Hay, how I think it's like you can heal your life or how to heal your life. I think it's you can heal your life, but it's Louise Hay. 
It's a very famous book, actually. You've probably read it. You may have read it. You may have heard of it, but I highly recommend it. Some people think it's controversial, but I don't really care. I'm really open-minded and I really enjoyed reading it. And I found it fascinating because there were things that, you know, chronic ailments, issues that I'd had with my body for years and years and years. And when I read the book and what she interprets those as, sort of she goes into lots of detail about it and especially if you ever studied like as well Chinese medicine and things like that acupuncture it's all about how your body certain places in your body stores messages and emotions and it's all interlinked and to me that just makes sense it just makes sense that you know we are our bodies and we're in our bodies and they're storing things about us so it was fascinating. It was things like, like I'd had really, really bad issues with my throat and I was just getting all sorts of problems with my throat. And when I looked into it, it was all about how you're struggling to find your voice and and these things. And it just related so powerfully to what was happening in my life. It like blew my mind. So now anytime I've got like some sort of ailment or there's something wrong in my body, I really tune into that and then I sort of look at what that means and I find that it often does reflect back to me what's happening in my life and that really helps me to get clarity to really acknowledge it and then work through it and honestly the amount of times I've done this now and the ailment has gone away it has blown my mind people so if you are curious like me if you are you know open minded and you just like learning new stuff i highly recommend learning a bit more about this and asking yourself what is my body telling me right now and i have used this when i've struggled to lose weight when i've been tired when i've been exhausted and just really tuned in and from being in quite bad health for years after the kids were born to now just feeling so much more alive in my body with so much more energy and vibrancy and vitality. It's got me here by asking that question, what is my body telling me? So I highly recommend it. Number eight, what would I like to learn more about? I think this is just, as someone who loves to learn, I love to read, I love to study, I love to research. I just, I'm constantly just fascinated by all kinds of weird stuff that cross my path. And I just think that learning about anything, like I was just saying about, you know, what is my body telling me, learning about all that, I just find it so expansive. I think one of our greatest human needs that makes us feel fulfilled, that makes us feel like we're expanding and working towards that better version of ourselves is growth, is learning, is feeling like we are expanding through knowledge. So a really powerful question, I think, is to, is to ask yourself, what would I like to learn more about? What would I like to know more about? And you don't have to be an expert on anything. You just be curious. This is something for me as a mum that is really important that I impart on my children. I'm constantly reading books. I read often three, four books at a time. It's not unusual for me to be reading a number of books all at one time. And I tend to flit about based on my mood and what I'm in the mood for. So I might have a fiction on the go, but I also might have three factual 
books on the go. So at the moment I'm reading one called Atomic Habits. I'm reading one about numerology. I'm reading one about the moon and cycles of the moon. And I'm also reading um, Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima, who was the founder of It Cosmetics. So Jamie started a makeup company from her living room, which I just love this story, and then sold it for over $1.2 billion. Um, So she's on the Forbes richest self-made women's rich list. And I just think it's such a, a fascinating and inspiring story. So I'm reading that as well. And it depends what mood I'm in, how much energy I've got of an evening. And, you know, when I go on holiday, I just absolutely love nothing more than to just indulge in reading. So I do get really, really excited about any question that is like, what do I want to learn more about? And having two very different girls, two very different children, one who has additional needs, who has autism. I I love learning about the brain. I love learning about its pliability, how it can change and transform and applying all this stuff in my life. I love learning about health and fitness. And I just get so, as you can probably tell, excited about learning because I just think I feel so expanded when I do learn something new, even if it's a little tidbit and someone just tells me something, I love it. So what would I like to learn more about? Number nine, kind of following on from what I was just saying is if you are struggling with a decision or struggling with the next step, struggling with what to do, a fundamental question I ask myself a lot of the time is, is this going to shrink me, bring me down, make me feel smaller? Or is this going to expand me? Is this going to make me feel larger than life? Is this going to fill me up? And sometimes the answer can come back really, really quick. You just know. It's like a traffic light changing. It just goes from red to green or green to red. And you just know, no, this isn't for me. Or absolutely, I'm all in. I'm just feeling scared. The hesitation is because I'm scared. The hesitation is because I'm fearful. It's not because I don't know 100% this is going to expand me and I'm going to learn and grow through it. It's just fear that's holding you back. But then on the other hand, there are things where you like might be settling for less than you're worth, for less than you deserve, because you're fearful of asking for more. So will this shrink or expand me can be such an empowering question towards a happier you. And number 10, similar really to what is my body telling me, but on a more just kind of intuitive instant level. And that is how does this feel to me? How does this situation feel to me? Or how does this person feel to me? My daughter here is my tutor. So she is my mentor when it comes to this question. How does it feel? Because my eldest daughter, who was nine at the time of recording this, has autism. And she also has no filter, which I think is amazing. So she says very openly how she feels about everything. And obviously this used to be a problem because she couldn't talk for a long time. She couldn't express her feelings for such a long time. And because she couldn't express how she felt for a long time and she didn't know how to process those feelings, there was always so much frustration and it was so hard for her. But now she can talk and she can express how she feels 
And we spent a long, long time during therapy in those early years teaching her the different feelings and the various feelings. And we're always expanding on that, getting to the root of how does this feel? You know, how does this feel? We teach her that in all of her senses. How does it feel as in your heart, your tummy? Um, Because she often says, you made my heart beat, which means you frightened me, you startled me, or I'm scared. Or if things are getting very overwhelming for her and she feels like there's too much incoming information. For example, she struggles with people asking her questions and can feel very under pressure and overwhelmed by having to think of the sentence to respond to those questions. It's quite hard work for her. So she will say, it's, it's making my ears hurt. And she puts her hands over her ears. And that means I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. You know, and I need a minute, slow down. And I think I have learned so much as we've worked together about getting more in touch with my feelings and being confident in expressing that. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's almost like for us to adjust to her way of communicating her feelings. So if you have perfume on and she doesn't like it, she's going to tell you, uh, you know, that could be, that could be kind of awkward. <laughs> but what I admire so much about her is that she is quite happy to say how she feels and what she wants in the moment. And the therapy that we've done with her over the years is developing her flexibility in other people's response to that. So she may want one thing and they may want another. And somewhere we've got to meet in the middle here. It can't all be her way. But the one thing I never want her to change, I never want her to edit or adapt, is the fact that she, as an individual, has absolutely no problem in telling people how she feels and what she wants. And what she wants is driven from how she feels in the moment. It's very instinctive. And I have observed over the years how she's very, very in tune with and reactive to other people's energy, which I think we all are to an extent. It's just many of us have learned the social cues to kind of stifle what we feel and think in the moment and just be polite or be nice or be kind or be considerate of other people rather than actually put ourselves first. But she doesn't do that. If you walk in the room with the wrong energy, if you really are ignoring her and then try to put on airs and graces to almost, you know, look better in front of her parents, she's just having none of it. <laughs> she knows, you, you know, it's, it's like she's just not fooled by anyone who comes in with the wrong energy, who anyone who doesn't have the best intentions for the interaction with her, she's not interested. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. So I am always promoting with my children and myself to ask, how does this feel? Because our instincts are there for a reason. They are primal. They are there to protect us, to support us, to help us make wiser decisions in our environment and the challenges that we experience. It's only really when we don't listen and then we don't listen again and again and again, and again, and again, that we find ourselves in trouble at times. 
So tune in, tune in. Okay, and the last question is, what am I tolerating? And I've done a whole podcast on this, you know, what are you tolerating? Because I think it's something that we often do. You know, a lot of the times we're trying to be amenable, we're trying to get along, muddle along with everyone around us. And again, I I look to my daughter with this, there's just kind of none of that. It's kind of like, look, I can't really be bothered with that. So a really good question to get you back on track if you are feeling drained, if you're not feeling appreciated or you're not feeling in flow or you just feel like you're settling for stuff, whether it's your own habits, your own bad habits, ask yourself, what am I tolerating? So I really, really hope you've enjoyed this podcast today, which was 10 questions to ask your way to a happier you. Number one, what a better question to ask myself. Number two, who do I want to be? Number three, is this really how I want to spend my time? Number four, what could go right? Number five, how do I want to leave the world a little better than I found it? Number six, what's my body telling me? Number seven, what would I like to learn more about? Number eight, will this shrink me or will it expand me? Number nine, how does this feel? How does it feel in all my senses? And number 10, what am I tolerating? I am so pleased you listened to the Best Self podcast today. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Please do let me know by connecting with me and messaging me on Instagram at the Best Self Project UK because I would love to hear from you. I'm dying to hear your feedback today. What is the question that helped you the most today? If this podcast has been enlightening for you, if it has helped you in any way, please, please help me spread the word to other people by rating and reviewing this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, be sure to subscribe and you would also massively be helping a girl out if you would rate and review the podcast today. I would love to know what you thought. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Best Self Project and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.